I V M. You're listening to Keeping It Queer with Naveen Narona. Hello and welcome to Keeping It Queer, the All Things Queer podcast. I'm Naveen Narona, your host, and with me in the studio, I have Sadna and I have Shanti. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. What's up? You have to tell. <laughs> so you're obviously like Shanti is a professional and she's already like intimidating me by saying that I don't know. I'm used to this. Don't don't try to scare me. Let me just give you a quick introduction. Sadna is a straight person. and uh, <laughs> a practicing artist co-founder and art director of the Aravani art project yes. and uh, Shanti identifies as transsexual she's an artist a poet an activist and also she's an RJ who's a, a part of a community based radio station in Bangalore called CR 90.4 radio active yes awesome it's radio active yes it's, it's radio really all about activism yep and all about drinking coffee and staying active yep 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's uh, start off with your life uh, sadna where did you grow up what was your life like Um I've grown up uh, in Bombay and Pune. Okay. Um I s- had my education in Bangalore, Pune mm. and London. A bit of like um art education from all three places. Okay. Yeah. So, so what what drove you towards art in the first place? Was it something like family influential or like Um it's not really family inf- influential. I've been drawing since I knew it. Mm-hmm. So my family recognized that I did something like this and they kind of uh, figured that oh there's a career she can make out of this mm-hmm. and they figured a college called Srishti in Bangalore which nice. they thought it would be great if like I would fit in best there. So it happened in a flow like more pushed by my mother than like my initiative But saying I want amazing to That's amazing because in India if you know like <laughs> yeah. someone says I want to draw they're like what Yeah how will you earn money and how will But you have surgeries But at that time I think animation was a huge thing mm-hmm. so my mother just like oh you can draw maybe you can just become an animator yeah. which was a start point to put me in an art school but obviously it didn't turn out that way I didn't become an animator Correct. but it was great because I at least started out it was mm-hmm. a great step for me there Awesome yeah. let's talk to Shanti now and uh, tell us about yourself where was your early life Shanti um me i was uh, born and brought up in bangalore i'm a local bangalorean mm. and uh, i'm an high school dropout i dropped out i didn't continue my studies after 10th was it like studies boring or like no it was not boring because of me being so feminine mm. character being born born in a in a body where i couldn't identify okay. myself mm-hmm. and people used to tease me and students and teachers used to tease me so i couldn't concentrate on my studies so i put an end to studies there and even yeah. your teachers were like Yeah, okay. few where. What was the worst thing that someone said? Uh me they're calling feminine names and I don't want to use that harsh word. I think we should be able to use them like we embrace <laughs> them as a form of you know you you give these harsh words to us. Yeah, this one word this ombato oh my god is just killing me. I've heard this for 1000 lakhs and crore <laughs> times and still it's following me and me. Ombato <laughs> is a number, no? Yeah, it's a number 9. Okay, so uh, why 9? I is just don't know how people have come up with this Because number nine. Because in, in Hindi they use uh, six as a as a way of you know like degree yeah, chakka. chakka and yeah. down south it's nine. Okay. Weird. So bring them together it becomes sixty nine. If you look at it, all right. So at what point did you decide that you also want to follow art as a passion in your life? Heart. Uh, uh, I was at a very peak of my depression when I started heart. Uh, art is something that uh, gave me a peace of mind. and by art i actually got cured because this was during my srs which i recently done srs is nothing but sex reassignment surgery okay. which is very important to a trans person to convert mm. to achieve that women she always wanted Correct. but this is a very painful surgery before mm. after and and art is something that gives me the peace of mind and uh, just forget the pain i had 
Mm-hmm. So, so you basically use this as a coping mechanism, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a way to like yep, fight, yep, fight. Yep. So, how long does the whole uh, reassignment surgery and the process last? If I may ask, uh, it lasted for uh, three, four hours the surgery, hmm. and the recovery took very long time because it was flooding in Bangalore at uh, the time when I had my surgery. Hmm. Uh, so, my surgery it really went bad. I got infection and yeah. So I mean, like in India, how often would you say is it advisable to go to any of these? Because uh, we obviously like hear a lot of people go abroad and get it done. How uh, reliable are they here? For ten, uh, twenty years, I struggled myself to find what I was. Uh, for so six years, I was finding difficulties. Uh, I wanted the government to do my free SRS. I was hoping for that for past six years, you know. Mm. But it didn't happen. I waited for a year after this. This year it may be implemented. This year it may implement. But it didn't happen at all. Finally, with the help of my some of my very kind-hearted friends, hmm. it did happen. Nice. So shout out to them for being so amazing. Yes, <laughs> give, give them a round of applause. Yes. All right. So Sadna, you obviously yes. said that you you also wanted to do something different with art, not the animation kind. Yeah. You decided to go for wall art and, and yeah. something more mural kind. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that? Actually, the inspiration was uh, the founder of the Arvani Art Project, who's okay. Purnima, is a dear friend. Okay. We met on a road trip where uh, there were 16 creative people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all went to Northeast. Okay. And there we had to collaborate and come up with ideas on the trip. So we had to produce art on the trip. Like a project that was... Yeah. Was, okay. yeah. No, they didn't tell us what project. So you meet the people there and you figure out strengths, weaknesses, see who you can work with. Correct. And do something on the trip there. Mm-hmm. You figure out local people, you figure out all your resources. Mm. So when I went there... I was a practicing illustrator till then. Okay. I was I knew animation, I was an illustrator, I was mm. completely ready to be commercial mm. and I just thought I'll go for this trip. There I met Purnima who's been practicing mural art for I think close to 10 years now and she said let's paint a wall together. That's when I realized my love for painting something outside and leaving it there. Mm-hmm. It's usually in a computer or on a canvas and you leave Correct. it back home. Um, it's completely different when it's very like I like I don't know how to express it. Um it was all the energy just goes onto the wall. Yeah. It's all positive, and you leave just positivity back. And because back. it's a public place, everybody sees it. It's not everybody like it's not sees confined it. In an everybody sees it. Everybody paints with you. It's yeah. not yours. Correct, it's correct. everybody's because it stays back. Correct. So it has to be the local people what they want to see. I can't just do what I want to do and move away. And that was a great move because a lot of a uh, lot of uh, Bangalore and Mumbai, you know parts that were dirty yeah. people spent all the energy like they could come together as a group as communities to clear yeah. up the streets yeah. and paint the walls and then yeah. like at least that way people won't spit on it yeah. that's the hope right yeah. so so was that the initial uh, you know inclination towards that to beautify your neighborhood and stuff like um that? we started it to um, when we painted in kohima we started right. it to um, we recognized these certain things Kohima stands for mm-hmm. and we thought that should be out on the walls because it's such a beautiful place and mm-hmm. so less explored this is in the northeast again yes yeah. so we thought uh, we'll um, uh, do their fa- uh, favourite which is a hornbill okay. and we painted an entire ceiling of hornbills oh, nice. so if, and it's a uh, famous like point where people stare and look at the entire Kohima so when they come there mm-hmm. they have something to remember Correct. that they've come here and there's like a logo or a symbol of that area so that's the reason we collaborated and did this piece and we collaborated with local artists mm-hmm. who are very keen that they wanted to uh, showcase their uh, 
लोगो एंड वॉट देर सिटी और प्लेस स्टैंड फॉर ऑन द वॉल्ड सो ऑब्वियसली फ्रॉम देर आरावानी देन फोकस टूवर्ड्स गेटिंग इन्वॉल्व विद द ट्रांस कम्युनिटी या सो दैट वॉज माई फर्स्ट एक्सपीरियंस विद अ वॉल पेंटिंग पूर्णिमा हैज बीन वर्किंग ऑन अ डॉक्यूमेंट्री विद ट्रांसजेंडर सिंस फॉर फॉर द लास्ट थ्री ईयर्स बिफोर आई मैटर एंड शी वॉज असिस्टिंग अ डायरेक्टर फ्रॉम लंडन मेक अ डॉक्यूमेंट्री ऑन दैम Uh, in this process, she got so close to them that she just didn't want to take away from them and just leave. Yeah. She was thinking of ways she could give back to them. Correct. And something she knew best was wall art, hmm. and something I was loving that time was wall art. So when she shared this idea with me that she wanted to start something like this, I was completely on board. Hmm. I said, let's start with a logo. And since I was completely commercial, then I was like, we need to have a logo. We need to have an identity where people know that it's us. So that's how we started. I created the logo, and she's like, okay, let's just do our first painting in Bangalore. Hmm. And uh, a bunch of friends, all of us, just flew down to Bangalore. They were like, let's just do this painting together. So there, uh, she knew already a bunch of people. Hmm. So we took their help, and we. Do you know Raza's work? No. The painter. So his work is basically uh, simple shapes, geometric shapes, okay. and bright colors. Okay. So we took uh, inspiration from his work because it's easier for people who have not painted before to paint simple shapes. Correct. Yeah. If I give them something really complicated or text yeah, or something, stuff, yeah, yeah, they'll be like, okay, I don't want to do it. I just want people to spitting on the walls. Yeah, yeah. More patterns. They, I just wanted them to come and be like, oh, blue and something. Trans people love color. Mm-hmm. and that is something we wanted to stick to i did not want to like mix color and make something light and give it to them yeah. i wanted it to stand out as much as it very could very bold very bold mm. so we had a bunch of like our friends and a bunch of transgenders and we put one friend one transgender together mm. so conversation start and we just stood behind to see what was happening and yeah. it was amazing so basically conversations and art unfold in in our city yeah that's beautiful so yeah. uh, what was the introduction with shanti like did you all meet there or like how was it back then Oh, I like how photo next to you those glances now. Uh I met the director Purnima uh at Kitsmanti. It was the art festival there, ART art festival. So before that I was uh, looking up updates on the Facebook. Mm. So suddenly I got this thing called Arwani art project. Arwani, are Arwani is something that's related to transgender. So when I took a close reference here like is that a word that Yeah it's a word Arwan is a god hmm. and Arwani are followers of uh, Arwan Lord Arwan okay. Lord Arwan Okay and uh, so okay uh, then I clicked on to the page the second thing that uh, got interested me was uh, transgender people being inclusive in this project hmm. in this art project and also artists uh, this uh, graffiti or wall art is something that is very foreign not hmm. india i, I hmm. wonder whether it's happening in india or not so i called punima and we met at uh, kids mandi hmm. and that's how i met them so now i have a two fold question mainly because uh, you all both have been in bangalore for a decent amount of time and uh, i've spoken to many people from bombay and from delhi while like you know they say that the culture is fairly open towards the queer population in general uh, you coming from a straight person's perspective how was it for you to basically you know to to gel with the fact that you no know, trans people also have their individualistic lifestyles and this yeah. how they live and uh, and shanti for you how was it for you to like understand the fact that there are allies out there who actually are ready to help out and this was something amazing yeah because we transgender you know india is a place where in uh, transgender can there is tolerance for the trans people hmm. but again accepting them is if you are a transgender just stay over there don't come mm-hmm. don't cross the border line yeah. and this project is something that very inclusive to a transgender and these are very few people who are doing this i really felt very happy and proud for them 
So otherwise the climate in Bangalore for trans community is it like as tension filled as other parts of the country? No no it's all over the world I think because trans community or the queer community is not so acceptable so easily because being a very minute among the minute community it's really Yeah I mean like there's uh, there's obviously like some amount of uh, hate even within the community if you look at it would yeah. you believe like if you if you go to like a, a dating profile site then you'll see like people quick clearly write no trans and, and no femmes yeah, and yeah, yeah. no fatties or no so like they have all these requirements based on like who they want to sleep with uh, and i think that's obviously like putting a barrier right there because exactly. you're sh- sharing away somebody who's a part of your community yeah. who has a more visible struggle because they have to adhere to the looks that they want to have Correct. and still people will judge you for that right yep. so i think bangalore still has a little bit of a temperament no no there is a little change hmm. previously 10 years back when you look after uh, when i want to cross a road or to catch a bus also hmm. people used to stare at me and they used to throw stones at me and tomatoes at me and they used to yell visual yet was that bullying 10 years back lucky now yeah the neighborhood where i'm staying hmm. they all love me for who i am so wouldn't anybody come to defend you if that happened to you on the street when when back 10 years ago no somebody... no no there was no one to help me out okay people are just watching like we were just dogs on the street Okay. It was so horrifying. So, would you like prefer walking alone, or like would you would have somebody with you to like? Yes, yes, yes. We were with a group of trans people. We we couldn't go alone at all. It's just like how even women in India have to like think yeah. twice about getting out because never know how this toxic masculinity will will take hold of you. Uh, so, Sajna, as I was asking, uh, yeah. like you know, how was it for you? Then, like from that perspective, too. Um, I've so I've had a bunch of friends. All all my close friends are queer or gay or something. Hmm. So it's I didn't approach it in a way where I was like, uh, oh, I'm going to help someone who needs my help, hmm. or I'm going to like uh, find their problems and solve it for them, and they're going to lead a happy life. Hmm. It was very uh, we became friends hmm. and we approached it. something i love which is art and beyond that i didn't think of what gender they are or where they are from we just used to meet we used to paint together or we used to meet in houses and paint canvases together hmm. we used to smoke we used to drink we all used to have a good time which yeah. i generally do yeah, with people yeah, yeah. so it wasn't that barrier at all for me i think everybody just like calm down and smoke pot at one point yeah yeah and it's, it's, it's like very chill everything is so much easier if you just yeah. like <laughs> and also art is something that doesn't need any gender caste or color or something yeah. like that but art needs marijuana sometimes to <laughs> <laughs> stone you down <laughs> 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 All right so uh, before we go into the break uh, I want Shanti to tell me like you know give me three positive reasons about like how what a trans person's life is how amazing it is to be a trans person sometimes like if a casual listeners now like tuning in and if he has no, no idea about a trans person's life how would you say is the positive aspect of your life uh, three things first of all being alive is something really amazing <laughs> because you can be murdered you can be raped you can be stabbed you can be slapped dragged pulled all the bullshit so and being alive <laughs> as well. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> being alive is one thing Second thing is uh, I'm doing something uh, apart something different mm. from my community what they are doing mm. you know coming out uh, without uh, you know people see us as begging or the sex work dolls but we are not we can do behind that mm, so much more yeah yeah so much more and third thing is they don't get periods <laughs> <laughs> not yet so that's the best yeah yeah that's the best <laughs> cool cool so let's uh, take a small break now yeah, and sure. we'll come back and we'll talk about how y'all are working with Mood Indigo to to create this awareness sure. in Bombay yeah. cool we're keeping it queer i'm here with Shanti and Sadna yeah hamchi mumbai <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back to Keeping It Queer. I'm Naveen Narona. I'm here in conversation with Sadhna and Shanti. And uh, before we go ahead, I wanted to stress on the name Aravani Art Project. Okay, like the name is uniquely local, uniquely it's got a very Bangalore, uh, South India twang. Who came up with the name and how how was it like conceptualized? Uh, not Aravani. It, uh, this is Aravani. Okay, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Also. <laughs> the slang Aravani. 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 Yeah. Okay. And some call it as Aravani. Which yeah. is weird. <laughs> There's way too many vowels in there. Yeah. <laughs> Aravani. Aravani. Yeah, the followers of Lord Aravan. Aravan. Uh, Sadhna will uh, tell so the story. So basically, the um, the word is Tamil. Hmm. It's a Tamilian word which is called Aravani. Hmm. So, uh, like I said, uh, when Purnima had gone uh, to for the Kuvagam festival, there's a festival that happens every year in Tamil Nadu. Which is about? Which is a carnival for uh, all the transgenders. They all meet okay. there and they all have oh, their. Oh, this is a proper festival. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper festival. Nice. That's where uh, she learned about Lord Aravan and that they're disciples hmm. of Lord Aravan, correct, and correct. that's where she preferred to call it the Aravani hmm. Art Project. Um, so this goes back to the the Dasis and all the principles about like they being followers of God. Like yeah, so there was a lot of yeah, yeah, and uh, transgenders followed that followed Lord yeah. Aravan. It's and a that's long history yeah, of yeah. 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 It has been from long, very long back. I think mm-hmm. this has been written in Ramayana and Mahabharata. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So then from there, way she, long yeah, back. From there, she. Since she herself is a Tamilian, she mm. thought Aravani Art Project would be great because that's where it began for her. Where Correct. she wanted to start Correct. this project began from there. Mm. And that's the reason she kept the name. So now, like, how big is the team and how has it expanded over the past few years? Um, we are a team of, like, a permanent team of uh, five now. Okay. Uh, first is Purnima. She's the director. I'm mm. the art director. Mm. Uh, Shanti is a documentarian and mm. she's an artist. We mm. have one more um, trans person called Priyanka who's okay. also a radio jockey with Shanti. Okay. And she's also an artist. And then we have Victor, who's hmm. a visual anthrop, like she's studying visual anthropology, hmm. and she's helping us since the last six months document and uh, just um, yeah document what Aravani does, hmm. and um, she writes a lot for us. Yeah. She's right here in the studio with us, <laughs> smiling away with the camera. Nice. Can we take a photo? <laughs> so we have like a nice uh, memory to go along with this. So uh, obviously now. After starting it, were you all initially just focusing on being at one place in in country, or like was moving always a part of it? Um, it was because mm. there's so much culture related to not even a city in Bangalore. There is mm. so much culture in every uh, group that we meet that are together. Mm. They all follow different types of culture. They all have different beliefs. Mm. Uh, I and Purnima. More, were more intrigued and we were like we have to go meet them we have to go spend time with mm-hmm. them so our intent of every project is not to go there be like okay can you make me meet four people we paint and come back we usually go there for a good uh, we go there first and just meet them and come back and then mm-hmm. we come back and plan what we want to do they are always a part of the planning because they design the wall and mm-hmm. they uh, design what they want to write with us so, did you ever think about it like an outreach thing also in a way? Because, uh, as you said, like y'all are working with trans persons, yeah. and uh, sometimes, as Shanti already mentioned, there are a lot of people who are confined to to begging and sex work. So, uh, would you look at a qualified person who's got a certain backup with them, or would you prefer also helping others out? Not helping, as you said, it's not a mere yeah. thing. Um, actually, we work more with people who are into sex work and stuff. Correct. We get in touch with them. Hmm. Uh, we. I mean, we just get in touch with the community and invite everybody. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, since we, there's no uh, nothing based on gender, mm-hmm. there's nothing based on what you do. Correct. You come as who you are mm-hmm. and you just paint a wall. So, it's so simple. Uh, Shanti, is it been like difficult communicating?
relating to them sometimes also like getting through to them to tell them to come and join you on the yeah we are like a close knit family you know it's mm. very hard to come out of it mm. and only few people who come out of it uh, individually mm. uh, they are the one mm. who come out and do such things like activity activism and all correct but but you know the obviously there is a certain amount of you know uh, like held holding back sort of yeah yeah because we are not exposed to the mainstream society so fully so like how would you even approach this conversation because i'm just thinking of from a perspective of a person who's like you know you want me to paint a wall tomorrow there'll be like some amount of uh, publicity around it and for me if i'm if i'm somebody who's uh, doing all of these other things to earn my daily livelihood uh how would that be a promising prospect for me to join you guys to like do, do this see this is a fun loving uh, job this is actually a fun, very fun loving job you can mm. you can have fun by you can play with colors and you know heart is something that doesn't need any i told you earlier only correct correct it doesn't need so any they obviously like they initially are skeptical but they always yeah, want yeah yeah they come with inhibition they don't mm. know what's happening mm-hmm. they see cameras and they're just looking correct, at correct. us they don't know what to do yeah. but i think when they just get start painting mm. it's a release of energy for them correct. they have so many things going on you just give them a bucket of paint and say do what you want mm. and you give them a space and tell them to paint it properly and you teach them how to hold and be like you know if you do this it will look even better mm-hmm. they are more they just shift they focus to learning and to understanding what you're saying mm. rather than think about what's going on it's in a way you know like if your teacher could combine your go face the wall punishment with artwork <laughs> yeah yeah so your your back is against oh, the class man, you don't care about it great yeah, yeah that would be great punishment you should start doing that with kids yeah. it's like go in your corner and start being artwork <laughs> get get you ready for this for this whole movement that's going yeah. on uh, so uh, obviously like now you've moved from different parts of the world, country to country and uh, which has been your favorite most favorite memory as such Um I think my personal favorite project was Chennai. Okay. Uh we went there for 2 weeks mm. and we uh so the community that we painted with there stays in this place called Ernaur which is a tsunami quarters. It's okay. really far from the city and it was built by uh, Jayalalita to support all the tsunami victims mm. and one entire building is where all the transgenders live. Mm. We lived with them for 10 days. Okay. And we painted a wall in on one of the sides of the building uh as a tribute to a transgender Tara who was burnt alive. in that community in in chennai yeah okay. so there was a story behind her and she was burnt alive they had issues with the police and stuff so we did tribute to her but what was special was that we just lived with them for 2 weeks mm. knew about them every day little little what they do mm-hmm. we woke up and we were pampered more than anything <laughs> Um I remember Purnima once was talking to her mother and she was randomly on the phone like uh, I just feel like having a glass of boost today <laughs> and they ran around and made sure she had the glass of boost in her hand in the next Secret 5 minutes of my yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So we were um it was more like just friendship like going and exploring probably a town and staying mm. in an Airbnb mm. better this was just better Correct. we were just going and staying with them we wanted to know as much about them we didn't have any I and Purnima have no agenda when we go like oh mm-hmm. we need to get these numbers we need to do this and we need to get this much documentation mm-hmm. in fact of Chennai we have the least amount of documentation of any of our projects <laughs> which is great because the conversations we had were so they were so natural mm-hmm. there was no way anybody could sit and document and be like oh let's make a movie like this on it yeah. and we met very very interesting people in Chennai because it was in the space itself was very interesting not only for the people from the community generally people who are living there they had gone through a lot they lost their livelihood and they mm-hmm. come and stayed there mm-hmm. plus staying with transgenders and each house um had so much uh, identity to who they were correct so we did a photo series there and we showed like multiple people in one one house uh, a lot of them live together a lot of them mm-hmm. live separately mm-hmm. 
and you could see their interest in their house because a lot of them are very religious. Mm-hmm. A lot of them like their house to look a certain way. It right. was beautiful. Nice. That, those two weeks were like really so. You all good. obviously spend all this time documenting all of this uh, yeah. over the past uh, past how many years now? We've um, we're going to be two in January. Okay, so is there like a eventual documentary that we can expect from this to come out? Um, we are not really intending to do a documentary. Hmm. Um, we never started that. We actually okay. we started it as two passionate people who love. But there's painting. so much visual storytelling here, is what I'm saying. It's you know? true. Like uh, we do collaborate with a lot of photographers mm. who mm. want to come and capture these stories in forms of photos. Correct. We collaborate with them a lot. But both of us, what our strengths are painting, mm. conversations, and just like uh, getting the community together with us. That's Correct. what we do. We don't have any quality number. We don't. We're not really focusing on that because that's mm. not what we do. Um, whatever. Also, the uh, outcome we are getting is very organic. Mm-hmm. Both of us. We're going, we're meeting people, they're our friends. So if we get projects later where we can invite them, we we make sure we invite them. Hmm. And we're just identifying artists who we can just take along with us wherever we both go to paint and we can Correct. pay them. They can uh, have another source of livelihood and not depend on anything. So there's this financial uh, benefits for them as well. Yeah, for some of them because hmm. we both get a lot of like freelance projects. That's hmm. how we've been funding a lot of these projects. Correct. So when we get a chance and there's a huge wall and three, four people can paint together, we just give them a call and they're free. They can come and join us. Awesome. Yeah. So now, uh, how did the IIT... Uh, thing happened like now you're like drawing something at IIT as well the Modi yes. Togo festival yeah. that happens um, actually we were really excited because when uh, we got a mail from IIT they said the mood of the festival was carnival hmm. and uh, so what we are capturing in the wall is uh, the Kuvagam festival that Punama went to oh, and everybody nice. came together yeah, yeah. so we're doing a carnival of our of um, the community and how they celebrate so that's what we're trying to capture in the festival hmm. also uh, Mood Indigo is a festival well heard of hmm. um we were also very excited because it's it'll be a younger generation which would be participating. Correct. So it'll be an interesting conversation space. Even we are intrigued because usually we are painting with um, public like people who are walking mm. by and stuff. Correct. Um, young people who want to make a difference. We are more interested to see how it will turn out and what the conversation space will be. Because the wall is big, it's going to be across five days. Hmm. So and we are going to be living in IIT. Nice. So again, it's the same space. We're going to be living there. Pe- uh, the community is going to be with us. People can come have conversations, meet awesome. us over dinner. So it's the same kind of space we're trying to create. I think that's there. a very important thing to do. Like, you know, tap on the young minds who are like yes. the future engineers of the country yeah. or whatever they'll become after graduating. Like <laughs> Engineers. <me. laughs> I'm an engineer who, who's doing this right now. But obviously the idea is to like catch them young and tell them, you know what, like the world's a better place. Yeah. And like, let's make a better place for everybody inclusively. And yeah. now diverse the society. Yeah. So because uh, even at the last Bombay Pride when I went out, I met a lot of young doctors from a lot of these uh, medical colleges who came out and said, you know what, like we want to be able to help trans people because they face the most amount of, uh, you know, derogatory treatment there as well, where they're kept till the very end or not attended to. So as, as, a, as a Hippocratic Ode, they have to be ready to help everybody and anybody. So I think that's an important thing to tap on these young minds and you know educate them about this or sensitize them at least to yeah. start off with so it's a great uh, initiative I'm so glad that you all are doing this and uh, by the time this episode comes out obviously the art will be done yes. in, in IIT and we'll probably put a picture Super. or probably we'll, we'll put a picture yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us Sadhana and Shanti thank any, any final words you want to tell yeah uh, can I recite my poetry what yeah, I'm sure, composed sure. yeah amazing the title is The Purple Cocoon hmm. inside the closet of the Oli Scantum I breathe for a fresh air Counting my days of freedom in the exile. From the dusky dawn through the gloomy darkness, I weave and weave my deepest desires, which tightens into a passionate grip, 
binding my urge to become what I want. Unto an unknown plight, I travel through a tunnel of horror filled with burning desires and dreams, questioning if it would reach its destiny or suffer an awful pastile. Some die, some rise to see a new light, and a few fight to rise above and shine bright, marking their existence, but many succumb to the harsh pain, eventually ending into the dungeon. Betrayed, battered, and discriminated, I rise above from the realm of burning hell, bestowing freedom upon my dove soul from the fires of extinction. Here I come out with the power ablaze that acts away those hurdles to see a colossal victory of an omen soul. I am a transgender, the color of love. I am a transgender, the power of purple. I am the rarest of the rare, more precious than a pearl. I am the purple cocoon. Don't pluck my wings and make me your slave and nip my flight as I am born to fly, carrying the mythical beauty of femininity. I am the rarest of the rare, more precious than a pearl. I am the purple cocoon. Ooh. That's like. Oh, so you also clap from there. I don't yeah. know. Just <laughs> clapping of the poem. So great, Shanti. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And uh, if you if you go to the IIT Pawai campus next time, the art will be there on the wall. Yes. It'll be there for you to see the. Yeah, yeah. This is like we are leaving that uh, permanent imprint yeah, on like the wall. Yeah, it's like a chapa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again, guys. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Don't go anywhere. The Keeping It Queer podcast will be back with the Culture Vulture segment featuring Farhad. Right after this break. All right, welcome back to Keeping It Queer. And in this segment, we are doing an all-new segment now. And uh, for season two, we decided to ramp things up. And uh, what we are doing though is called uh, Queer in Pop. Let's hope this name sticks. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Faraz will come up with a better name, hopefully. I will. Uh, so, as I said, we are joined by a special guest who will be a constant throughout the season. I hope. I hope so I'm already too. booking out his calendar for the entire uh, year. <laughs> we have Farhad Karkaria. Hi, guys. He's a dear friend. And girls. Yes. And, and lesbians. And lesbians. <laughs> and uh, trans people. All of them. All of them. LGBTQ and I. And A. I. Wait, the, what the fuck? The asexuals. Oh fuck! How did I forget them? Yeah. I'm heading there, so I should know the A's. Yeah, me too, man. I feel I'm very close in that. I'm territory. sexless. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, before we before we will start the segment, tell us a little bit about yourself, your life. Oh, <laughs> well to begin. Yeah, does that sound capture it? Like, where am I in life? <laughs> no, we'll have, a, have a voiceover uh, on top of this. He let out a deep sigh. Yeah, I'm uh, queer, very. Uh, I like to identify. What should I be saying? That uh, yeah, I don't know what I identify <laughs> as anymore. I'm on Grinder and Tinder a lot, but it doesn't help. Um, what do I do? I love. Um, I'm like a social media manager, mostly. Not very proud saying that because it's a very fucking un- annoying job. Uh, yeah, I'm also a part-time chef. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, one of the better restaurants in Bombay. If I may say so myself. Well, Zomato agrees, but like, uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's not my. I actually love cooking Parsi and Goan food. Nice. Uh, but I've been making some uh, Berlin street food uh, lately. So, quick Malzite plug-in, please go eat. Yeah, there. sure. <laughs> they have the best uh, hot dogs and sausages. Donor kebabs. Donor kebabs yeah. and, and bratwurst. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. Nothing like a German sausage. Mm. If you ask me, donor bonus, <laughs> donor bonus. <laughs> so yeah, I, I intend to have this segment mainly as like a letting steam off sort of thing. Okay, we'll talk about gay life, we'll talk about culture, 
Mm. And what we like generally watching and enjoying experience-wise, because we have so much uh, pop culture happening on the side, which we kind of like do not more now than ever. More now than ever. ever. And, we and now it's sometimes. done sensibly. Like exactly. if you looked like ten, fifteen years ago, uh, your options are queer as folk. Which, yeah. Uh, if you watch now, you feel like this doesn't happen. But they tried. Like at least around that time, there was nobody doing it, so they at least made an. Attempt I don't know about you. I just used it to jack <laughs> off, <laughs> because you know it's like. Uh, it it was a little porn. It was more central, uh, like it more focused on the sex side of yeah, it yeah. and how gay guys are always ready yeah. to go at it. Uh, whereas then later on a show like Looking comes around Correct. and, you know, actually deals with the complexities of like gays on the back foot, but like how do open relationships work? How do aspirations mm-hmm. being a gay person, what sort of like things you face, what what sort of obstacles you face so villain so, grace also do you think came out at the right time yeah, uh, yeah. but you know what uh, villain grace has come back Correct, yeah. <laughs> and i've been watching it and uh, the only interesting thing i like about that is uh, now they are focusing a lot about them having aged which is important i feel yeah. but the humor is not there anymore uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to trash shows or That's okay, you can do whatever fine, you want right? to do. Great. Uh, so I watched the first three, four episodes. I was like really... Uh, because I always found it a very loud show and I always thought it shouldn't be Will and Grace, it should be Jack and Karen because I thought they were the yeah, highlights. They were the highlights, yeah. Yeah, I used to like that. And like I growing st- up, I always thought because the posters featured them more than Will and Grace. Totally. Yeah, so totally. then I was like, maybe they are the... No, and that's them. the thing, even when I heard the the news was out that they were coming back, I thought, oh, let me go back because it was such a big part of my life yeah. back then. Yeah. I couldn't sit beyond two, three episodes because Debra Messing was so fucking loud and irritating <laughs> and like, you know, they scream everything out and like, it's very camp humor I felt uh, they've come back again I like the part that now their problems are more like oh Will is older and Jack is older how mm. are they dealing with like if you still want to twink at fucking 40 what do you do right <laughs> because we all go through that yeah, uh, yeah. all the time so in that sense I like it I just watch it if I'm cooking and I don't have to stare at a screen Will and Grace is running in the background but, but it's become one of those shows that is me. a real issue though like you know aging as a gay man uh, I don't know like do you ever think about that like when at 40 what will oh my god I live it <laughs> I live it all the time I'm uh, 33 now okay. and I can already imagine how tough it must be because I feel we grew up in a time where uh, we could I, I don't know about other people I might be talking for other people but I was always openly out mm. in gay and experimenting people yeah. my age I never like really went but I talked to a lot of friends and I feel like so many of them who eventually took time to come out later mm-hmm. uh, they are stuck in this oh I want something younger I guess I should have called it a Michael Jackson syndrome <laughs> type thing but you know they never had that uh, sort of exp- we have Grinder, Tinder whatever so many ways yeah. even fucking Instagram now yeah, yeah. I hooked up with someone over a YouTube comment section basically <laughs> I hooked up with someone over fucking Goodreads so okay. oh <laughs> you know God, what I mean like the intellectual ah, it, was a good, it was a good one it's a great place to hook up guys <laughs> I'm not kidding Be, if you hook up with someone on Goodreads they are a keeper Do you like use poetry to like- <laughs> No, he wrote a very interesting review and uh, I got in touch with him. Uh, I said I liked your review. He said I liked your profile picture. That was pretty much it. (laughs) To the point. Uh, And he's a keeper. He's like a really good (laughs) fuck buddy now. Okay. Um, A bookkeeper too. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, where were we? Uh, A lot of things have been said since then. I I just rambled on. Like what Uh, what goes on with you as as a 32 year old man? Uh, yeah, it's tough. Sometimes I constantly... The thing is, 
I'm at a point where I question what I want mm-hmm. in a relationship, right? And now I'm ready for the real shit, right? Mm-hmm. I want to get beyond that three, four months of boredom. I Correct. understand love is not something that's, oh, life is beautiful. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I want something real. I want real fights. I don't want basic fights. I want like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want like... Why, a basic fight. A basic fight. Why didn't you text me? Where are you? Why, yeah. did you yeah. why are you hanging out there? Why are you on Grindr? Why are you yeah, not in an open... dating app profile? Because yeah. I like admiration. Yeah. yeah. And again, like larger concepts, more evolved concepts of open relationships. Not that something I've tried in the past. Mm-hmm. I failed miserably. Mm-hmm. But like, it's definitely something I want to try out uh, but you're right when you said that the older generation lost out on a lot of this what we have right now and they try to make up for it yeah, now the, the easyability of it is that yeah. we, are, we all have fuck buddies now yeah. we all have like oh my god <laughs> and you just keep shuffling yeah, them keep like, shuffling like, tinder them in real life exactly like, yeah. <laughs> turn uh, them around yeah. uh, so and we spoke to a lot of uh, people in the first season as well where they spoke about the early experiences like Sridhar Rangan he's a filmmaker okay. spoke about how the station's and and the toilets that used to run back in the eighties. Oh my god! And, and people used to go and hook up there, and somebody have called the read, queen would. Show have up. you read Murder in Mahim by Jerry Pinto? No, I have not. Okay, it's not a very old. It's in fact 2017. Uh, wrote it recently. I love Jerry Pinto. He's absolutely yeah, written I've one read of my. I'm in the big home. Yeah. One of my top three favorite all time hands down novels. I have a signed copy. Yeah, yeah. thanks Jerry <laughs> for that. Uh, but. Uh, I did not enjoy Murder in Mahim mm. so much. It was like a very pot boiler, uh, this. But a lot of it revolves around how uh, sex was so seedy and mm. like underground and like it back was alleys. hidden. Yeah, back alleys, basically the Mahim toilet <laughs> in this case. Yeah. Uh, but uh, One has to actually go through Mahim to understand what we're talking about right now in context. Man, I'm not kidding. I could tell you an entirely different story about what I saw on a platform station bathroom once, but that's let's let's say. That that, that's why this podcast is existing. Uh, <laughs> Go on. So it started with me having food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Always a great start. Uh, I was uh, dating a total asshole chick back then, and uh, I had to basically go watch Avatar uh, with a few friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, "No, you have to spend time with me." So okay. I told my friends that, "Hey, do this thing. I'll go for dinner with her, mm-hmm. and then you give me a call." Okay. And uh, say you have to come back to work okay. And I will say oh, I have to go back to work uh, mm-hmm. So bye uh, And we went to stomach in uh, Linking Road oh, uh, Do not eat there exactly. <laughs> Eat please. at Malzite Do not eat at uh, stomach <laughs> I can vouch for that this is, this is the worst The tissue paper is basically plastic over. And of all the things I could order I ordered something uh, in shellfish And I ate it And I'm not kidding I said bye to her I was on my way to watch Avatar And by the time I reached Bandra station I sneezed and I sharted a bit <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think uh, I just shouted, but I guess uh, it's fine. Then I got onto the train and by the time I was uh, in Mahim, I thought I was ready to explode. Mm. Uh, and by I held it in <laughs> till Grant Road. And then mm. I got down at Grant Road thinking that I need to. So I went to the Grant Road uh, bathroom on mm. the platform mm. and I saw... Uh, <sighs> <Just> <laughs> uh, should I? In your head. Should I? Yeah, go uh, I don't know why I I, I saw uh, uh, two uh, old men who I think were just getting uh, done from work and going back home, but uh, they both were getting uh, blown by a guy who was sitting. 
he was getting what what turned me off by that uh, particular scenario was while he was on his knees blowing those two guys his hands are on the urinal stalls okay. like he was clutching that and i'm a little jom uh, uh, a little bit oh man uh, i again did not take a shit <laughs> i just got out got a cab somehow managed to uh, leak only a little till i reached uh, metro and uh, then throughout the movie i just uh, shat outside oh. now, Sat outside the movie, but I shat outside the movie. But the movie wasn't great either. It was shit if you look at it. It was terrible. Yeah, so yeah. It's okay. It's but it's a good memory. That's my memory of Avatar. <laughs> of Avatar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Avatar memory, listeners? Let us know. I don't think they can top this. Yeah. Uh, but like, let's come back to looking. You recommended that when we started off this conversation. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I saw looking a while ago, so mm. I don't remember a lot of it. But I remember it. Uh, like i really it sort of resounded is that the word <laughs> it sort of really like i don't know what sort of a bell rung but something that queer as folk never managed to do it was mm-hmm. never about like quick uh, i guess i was in a relationship then while i was watching looking me and my partner then were both like oh let's try open relationship but both wanted to see who makes the first move so we can have the upper hand and be like haha yeah. you fucked this relationship <laughs> yeah, up yeah. and i think that was the first episode itself of looking and i thought like it took like great like giant leaps in terms of like what we really go through as overweight as people who have passion but procrastinate mm. uh and that 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 was one storyline it was about a guy who's trying to be a chef mm. uh, who wants to have his own restaurant mm. and he doesn't and uh, that particular story rang with me a lot because he this is something i've faced a lot sometimes i feel and it's something a lot of my friends even say like Oh, you know what? I should just get a sugar daddy. <laughs> you know, I should just fucking get a sugar daddy. I don't have to go through this fucking drill of life and like, you know, uh and in that show, he constantly questions himself because I recently was uh really into a 50-year-old man. Mm. And the thing is he happened to be rich. I wasn't into him because he was rich, exactly. but I found him he was a divorcee, has two kids. I found that like so layered as a person to get into a relationship mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. I thought it would be so much it would be fresh, right? I'm dating someone who has kids who's been through the uh whole fucking drill about being closeted, being out yeah, now, yeah, you know, yeah. everything. And that was there in the show and I really again, I felt like Uh, you know that's a sign of a good show or a movie when they mm. somehow manage to carve out a character who you feel like wow this guy is really looking into my brain and doing this and that was one of the big reasons i like looking again it wasn't like explicit sex yeah there was sex because hbo mm. uh, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't like i'd never felt like uh, like game of thrones you know where you feel like oh god now they just have to have a sex scene yeah. because uh, it will be discussed or tweeted and about satisfy all demographics yeah it's gay baiting which we yeah. live in the times of gay baiting okay. and uh, a lot of times i feel like shows try to do that and then for me i always try to look for shows that and not about the person being gay that's not the main uh, reason this person has yeah. been put in the show but the things that happen to them because they are gay or like everything else around them so that was looking uh, please check it out guys we are uh, trying to do this where, where everybody gets to learn about more amazing you learn the, about drugs you learn about yes, everything and about like, the back alleys of mahim uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so do check it out and we'll be back next time with a new recommendation thank you so much this is keeping it queer say bye for now bye Well, if you enjoyed the show, you can listen to more of it on any of the podcasting apps you like. You can look out for us on Audio Boom, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, 
But if you're looking for us on the iTunes India store, you might have a bit of a trouble finding us because of the language used on the show. So be sure to change your location and then listen to us. Uh, for now, it's me, Navin Narona, signing off. Goodbye. Thank you so much, and please continue keeping it queer.